Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back. And here's a comment from, from Ron Chess, which kind of echoes what I was saying in the first half of the show. Tony, hello. They need to get some, some things right on offense and this defense healthy. Yes. That, that sums it up much more succinctly than I did, actually. That's re- really good, Ron Chess. That's, that's, that's great. They, they, they have to figure out the offense and get healthy on defense. And, you know, it's a, it's a little trickier to, to – I think they need to get healthy on offense too. You know, I, you know, I think they have some guys banged up. I think Ben's um, – I think he's more injured than, than he's letting on. And I think they – so it's tricky to try to, to heal. Because I think their defense, I think they're, they're going to be fine as far as, you know, how they've been playing scheme, you know, their scheme and everything. I think they, they, they had a good showing last uh, – Sunday in, in Buffalo, despite being down several players, including Vince Williams, who was on the COVID list. Yeah, uh, so I think, I think, and uh, in, in, in Spillane, that was his first game out. So I, I think um, the defense will be fine. I think they have a really good thing going on defense. They, they fell apart there in the third quarter, but I think a lot of that too was, I think they retired. The offense did, did them no favors in the first half. So I think it, it, it's, it's more, it, it's, it's, tr- Easier for them, I think. I think they'll be fine on defense. I just, I think they just need to 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 not have anybody else get hurt. Offense is a bit trickier because I think they they again they do need rest, but I but I they also have to figure some things out. So it's hard it's hard to do both. So you know, but interesting to see how they uh, how they address that over these last three games. But I think first and foremost they have to win the division. I've heard, I've seen some people say that 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 um what's the point of, of winning the division if you're not going to get the number one seed because you know uh, road games don't really matter in the uh 
in the playoffs this year. And I've said that I've said that, you know, but I think that I, I said that in the off season, right before the start of the season, not thinking that they would be 11 and two and have a firm grasp on the, you know, on the division title with three weeks to go. I mean, if you have a chance to win the division, you have to go for it. You can't just let that slip away. You know, I think if, if they were maybe two games back, but they had a playoff seed all but wrapped up a playoff spot, a wild card spot, then I think, okay, you don't worry about the division. But now that they have the division, you know, firmly in their grasp and they can't, you know, all it's going to take is one more win or one more Cleveland loss to, to clinch it. I think you have to, you have to go for it and, and you have to uh, pull out all the stops until you do. And, you know, I think a, a perfect scenario for Monday would be uh, them get to getting a big lead, maybe three or four touchdowns, you know, that's saying a lot for how they've been going lately, even against the Bengals, three or four touchdown lead and then take Ben out and, and put Mason Rudolph in there, or Josh Dobbs or whoever you want to put in there. Although I guess Dobbs is always, he's, uh, he's deactivated every week. So I guess they wouldn't put him in, but I think that's what you do if, if you can, but you still have to try to win the division. Speaking of which, um, I was, I was, you know, as I said, I'm always really excited about the playoffs, especially when Pittsburgh clinches a spot. I just really love the playoffs. It's my, it's probably my favorite thing in all of sports is, is following the NFL playoffs. I don't, I don't think there's anything quite like an NFL playoff game. So I was, I was looking at, at division teams and, and how many division titles they've won throughout their history. And, you know, we like to say in Pittsburgh, we don't celebrate division titles, which I always think is silly because it's, it's a great thing when, when you can clinch your division. I mean, for one thing, it, it it shows you that your your program, what you have going on right now, is is better than than your your nearest rivals, which would be your divisional opponents. You know, you go into the season thinking, well, we, we have to find a way to beat to beat the teams in our division. We have to find a way to 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 be better than them. So, winning your division, you know, that's that's that proves that that you know you have the the better program among your closest rivals. And I, so I think that's, from that standpoint, it's important. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a great accomplishment when, even when the Steelers win a division, even though that's not the standard in Pittsburgh, it's always Super Bowls, but I think it's, it's, it's a great accomplishment. And I was looking at some, some, uh, some teams. Like I, I have a friend who's a Lions fan, right? Big time Lions fan. He's a big time Detroit sports fan. He was at the, excuse me, I dropped my pen. He was at the Malice in the Palace. Remember that fight between the Pistons and the and, and the Pacers many years ago? He was at that game. He was at the uh, Game Five of the '84 World Series. We were the same age, so he was, I guess, 11 or 12 when uh, when Kurt Gibson hit that his second most famous home run against the Padres. So he's a big time uh, Lions fan, and you know all those sports and, and teams in Detroit. And you, you don't think he'd like to see his Lions win a division title? They haven't won one. They've only won three since the merger. Okay, for, for one thing, and they haven't won. They won a division title since 1993, back when their division was called the NFC Central. The the Jets have not won. They've only won two since the merger, and they haven't won any since 2002. The Ravens, for all their success since they moved from since they were the Browns and they moved to to Baltimore in 1996. All the success they've had starting in 2000 when they won their, their Super Bowl. They've won two Super Bowls. All the times they've been in the playoffs. They've only won the division six times, which I, I think is remarkable. All the, all the, most, a lot of their successes come as a wild card. Uh, the Dolphins have only won two since Marino retired in 1999. Of course, the Patriots have a lot to do with 
everybody in the AFC East not winning division titles. I mean, they've dominated for two decades until this year. The Raiders, one of the, the, the more uh, legendary and marquee franchises in all sports, really. They, they haven't won a division title since 2002. Washington has only won three since their last uh, Super Bowl title in 1991. So, you know, winning a division title is a lot it's – it's a much bigger accomplishment than, 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 you know, we like to make it out to be. So I think if Pittsburgh – hopefully Pittsburgh clinches it Monday night, maybe they clinch it before then. Maybe, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Browns <laughs> lost to the Giants on Sunday – and that would clinch it for, for Pittsburgh. I think that'd be good too. Cause I think you can start resting uh, players uh, e- even earlier than if that were to happen. But I think, you know, I think it's a great thing to win a division title. And I realize that's not the standard in Pittsburgh, but it's, it's, it's still a pretty cool thing. And, and the fact that they haven't won, even been to the playoffs the last two years, you know, it, it feels so much better this year that to say that they not only won, not only made the playoffs, but, they, but they're going to win the division. So it's a great thing. And we should celebrate and go out and buy the, the hats and the t-shirts. I, I think it's always cool because it's as it, it, much as it's happened for them since the merger, they've won. I don't even, I should have looked that up. I don't know why I forgot all about looking at, I think they've made the playoffs 31 times or something like that since the merger. And uh, you know, most of those have been division titles. So I want to say it's, it's in the twenties by this point. But either way, it's still it's still a great thing. So enjoy it when it happens on Monday or tomorrow or whenever Pittsburgh Steelers fans and all around the world just enjoy it. It's a great thing. And let's see what else we have here. I will talk about one more thing, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take some questions. And and the last thing I want to discuss is how this just might be a low point for them. They they, they just might be in in in, in the, at the low point of their season. But things are magnified at the moment because their low point came after an 11-0 start. And now people are, you know, the playoffs are near and, and, and people are under the impression that, that things are unfixable. But, you know, the NFL is a, a, a funny thing. Things can turn around just like that. You know, if you look at 2005, I mean, they, 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 their low point, <laughs> they lose like three, three in a row. Or at one point, there were seven and five in December and, they needed a lot of help just to make the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's that, you know, and they, they, they found a way to turn it around over that last month. And obviously they made history, even though eight 2008 season, they were pretty consistent, but they had a point during that year where they lost two out of two out of three. And uh, their offense was struggling. The line was struggling to protect Ben, you know, and, and there was some doubt as to what, as to whether or not they were, they were legit. I mean, we look at the, the entire body of work. Now they were 12 and four, arguably the greatest defense of all time, that, that 2008 Steelers defense. And we think, wow, what a great team. What a great year that must have been. But there were some points during that year where they were, where they were floundering a bit. Uh, and most recently, 2016, they, were, they had lost four in a row. Uh, ben missed, a, I think, a game and a half with a torn meniscus. Um, Cam Hayward was lost for the year with, with a, I think it was a torn peck or a torn bicep. I, I forget. But they were four and five. Uh, there were there were. I remember reading an article. I forget who wrote it. It was a it was a a a local journalist, you know, about how maybe it was time for a change. And the Steelers were, you know, Mike Tomlin's message had grown stale, and uh, perhaps it was time to move on and 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 
just start all over. And then they wound up winning nine games in a row. And it all started against a pretty lousy Browns team uh, on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. They went, they went into Cleveland. It wasn't a great victory. It wasn't a, 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 uh, an impressive win. It didn't, it didn't instill much confidence. However, they found their formula in that game and that was defense and our, their, their defense uh, started getting after the quarterback around that time. And they were actually pretty opportunistic too. And also I think m- most importantly, they, they started relying on Le'Veon Bell that year. That's when they, that's when Todd Haley, the, who was the OC at the time, he just, he just decided that we're going to ride Bell all the way to, to his wheels uh, fall off. And that's essentially what they did. I mean, he was the, their primary focus on offense during the last seven games of the regular season. And then the first two games of the playoffs, when they, um, when he set single season records for, for yardage for the front for, for, for the playoffs for the Steelers. So they found their formula in that game and they, they perfected it as the year, uh, as the rest of the year played out. And ultimately they, they found themselves in the AFC title game. So I think, uh, you might not be that excited about the Bengals game, but it's one of those games where they could, it could be the start of, 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 of something much bigger if they can figure some things out and gain a little bit of confidence as, as an organization and, uh, and, and to get rolling as the playoffs uh, begin. So that's the last thing I wanted to talk about. And I will open things up to, to some questions. So uh, about 10, 15 minutes left in the show. And you guys can can start asking me some questions. And I hopefully I can answer them with with uh, without sounding uh, too amateurish. Here's, here's one from Wes Hickok, a comment. My man, Wes, welcome to the show, Wes. I always, I always look for Wes in the live chat. He, he, he always contributes great things. And he says, if we don't win a Super Bowl this year, it won't happen again with Ben as our quarterback. Well, I mean, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's probably true because, I mean, he's, he's getting up there. I mean, he probably has one more year after this, I would guess. And, and maybe, they, maybe he decides to move on after, after next year. Maybe they decide to move on from him after next year. We'll, but you're probably right. I mean, this this is the window is probably we've been talking about the window closing on Ben for close to a decade. But I think it's safe to say that it's probably it's open by, open by a crack right now. I think it's 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 it is closing. It's almost closed. And here's here's one uh, a popular refrain with all Steeler fans. It seems uh, Mule Skinner. I would like to see the Steelers find a real O coordinator. Well, I mean, I, I, as I mentioned last week, I. I um I, I don't know how to feel about that because I mean we we've been we've been ever since social media was, was became a thing back in the late OOs it seems like every offensive coordinator that's come through town has been public enemy number one by at least the second season I mean everybody hated Bruce Arians and then Todd Haley you know he had a he had a couple of years where people thought he was a genius and then by like 2015 2016 uh, they started to sour on him. And by 2017, people were dancing in the streets when he was fired, and, and Randy Fickner was um, was was promoted to the from I think it was receiver was quarterbacks coach at that time, or maybe it was a receivers coach. I, I don't remember. But then he was recorded to the uh, he he was promoted to the to coordinator, and I mean the offense looked looked really sharp early on in that 2018 season. I mean they they were the best at at red zone efficiency, which was one of the main reasons why Todd Haley was fired. That and the fact that Ben hated him, so 
Um, but yeah, uh, Fickner was, they, they were, he, he was brilliant in, inside the red zone in, in 2018. And then it seemed like last year after Ben got hurt and the offense struggled mightily with Mason Rudolph and Doc, people turned on Fickner and, and they've never looked back. He He's public enemy number one and he always will be until he's gone. So I don't know. I don't know if a, if an offensive coordinator, a new one will, will, will matter. Cause I mean, even if he's successful, it doesn't take much for fans to turn on the coordinator. I've, I've seen a lot of coordinators get turned on over the years. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would even, even matter. Here's a comment from Ben Fallon who joins us from Facebook. We're, we're actually live on Facebook now. I don't know if you knew that. And he says, Randy, well, I'm not going to say how, what he, I'm, not, I'm just going to take that down. That's not, that's not cool. I, I, I don't, I didn't even see, I, I didn't see that part, but I'll read this comment without the uh, derogatory name. Cause I don't think that's cool. Ben, we don't really do that here. Randy isn't smart enough to establish a formula playing the tempo spread shotgun. 80% of snaps is not a formula for success. It's a formula for success. If, if it's executed and they were executing earlier in the year, but then the other teams caught on and now they have to react to that. That's what sports is. Sports is all about reacting to what, what, what people are doing, what the other teams are doing to you and the other teams have, have caught on and now it's up to them to, uh, to react. And, 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 and uh, it's funny when people say that about, you know, the shotgun and this and that, I mean, nobody ever questioned Tom Brady when he would pass sometimes 20 times in a row and that worked great, you know, and yeah, they, they became more of a running team uh, uh, over their last one or two Super Bowl years, but still, I mean, you know, it was ultimately up to Tom Brady to win them the game. Nobody ever talked about, I have a good friend of mine who's a Patriots fan. And I said, did anybody ever really complain about the running game and, and, and say that Brady was throwing too much during his heyday? And he said, no, that was, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Because it, you wouldn't say that about Tom Brady, but Steeler fans, we have this mentality that that you have to run the ball and you have to establish a run. And what you really have to do is just establish establish something that works. And I don't necessarily think it's it's about uh, you know three yards in a cloud of dust. It's about um, finding a formula that works for them on offense. And whether that's um, uh, finding a, a receiver that 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 Ben is is. It, develops great chemistry with, you know, I think, you know, there's, um, there's talk about Deontay Johnson about him really wanting Johnson to be the focal point of the offense. Well, maybe that's because he reminds him of Antonio Brown. I mean, I think that, that, that might be why he's, he has, he's trying to develop so much trust in him. And as Jeffrey Benedict pointed out in, in his, uh, one of his latest um, articles, uh, maybe by the time the playoffs roll around that, that, that chemistry will be there between, him and Johnson, and maybe the offense will get, get humming again. We'll have, to, we'll have to see. And here's one from Black and Gold Goggles, which kind of echoes what I talked about earlier. You don't have time to step into passes in two seconds. That's right. And that's why it looks like he's throwing, throwing with all arm. And again, I don't, I don't you know, it, it, it's, it's admirable that Ben is, is getting rid of the football quick and he's, and he's staying healthy. But is why is he doing it? Is, is he doing it because he's trying to – trying to avoid taking any hits because I mean, if that's the case, then, then I don't know. I, I don't know if, if the offense is ever, ever going to improve. If, if it's always going to be a uh, quick passes from here on out, because you're afraid of, of getting hurt, then I, I don't know if, if that's, if that's, if, if they're ever going to get out of this rut. What else we have here? And, 
yeah, here's a, a comment from Mark Tobin. He says to set up the pass. I'm assuming he means you run the ball to set up the pass, and that's true. But I don't think, as I've said, mentioned in the past, if you're not if you're not effective at running the ball, then people aren't gonna they're not gonna honor honor that the run, and so the pass is gonna be ineffective anyway. Here's one from Rod L. Why not running back by committee? I'll tell you why, Ron, because I don't think they have a they don't have the, the, the group to to have running back by committee. I think James Conner, you know, I thought earlier on in the year that they did. I thought they had a good group of running backs to, to do running back by committee, or at least as close to it as possible. But it would appear to me that that they, they don't have that right now. Benny Snell, you know, he's he's a short yardage guy, and that's pretty much it. McFarlane has hasn't really shown anything yet. Uh, and James Connors, you know, he, he, he was good early on, uh, but, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup again lately with, the, with COVID. And, you know, I, I think he, he heard his quad on uh, on Sunday night. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's J- James Connors, the, the, the best running back on the team. And I think they have to get him going more so than they have to worry about the running back by committee. All right. What else we have here? Here's one from Ryan O'Toole. Doesn't the offensive fix have to begin with the O line? Running backs need a hold to hit. Yeah, it does. It does. I think. I think if your if your line is bad, I think we saw that a lot over in recent years. Uh, in 08, I mentioned the 08 uh, season, and they it was hard for them to establish anything on offense that year because the line was just it was it was patchwork. It was a bunch of uh, late round picks, uh, undrafted free agents down the liner, so to speak, and it just they weren't effective for the vast majority of the year. That's why Ben was so eager to, to, to say who's laughing now O-line after he, when he was accepting the Super Bowl trophy after Super Bowl 43. And he was just trying, I get it. He was, he was, you know, standing up for his guys, but they did not have a good year that year. And that was one of the main reasons why the offense struggled until the playoffs, ironically enough, the playoffs, the, the, the line came together. So that's, that's a kind of brings me back um, to some old points. If you can, you know, if you can fix some things before the playoffs, you know, not you know, hope is not lost. You can, you can find your rhythm in, you know, as you get into the playoffs as they, as they did that year uh, in 2008, you know, one of the last games of the year was that knockdown drag out fight in, in Baltimore where it was hard to even gain a yard. And, and they won the division um, with that great uh, play by Santonio Holmes in, in the final seconds. But even as late as, as then, they were still struggling to, to establish the offense. But they got it together against the Chargers. They continued against Baltimore and, 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 and against the, uh, the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. I mean, so they, they found a way to, to, to find the right formula right before the playoffs began. So hopefully they can do that again this year. And what do we have here? Black and gold goggles. Here is a... A question, Tony. We will never tank enough to get a top pick. So, do we go after Darnold or Wentz? I mean, that's been that's been discussed a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's if, if people have been they've been focusing on that so much um, about finding Ben's replacement. I mean, that, that, that's one thing you can try. I mean, if you're really worried about finding the the heir apparent to him, but. You know what's what's the difference between Darnold and Wentz and a a rookie uh, that you maybe draft in the middle of the first round? 
you know, or, or the end of the first round? I mean, is there much of a difference? I mean, I, I know those guys have much greater pedigree uh, being that they were drafted at the top of the first round. But I mean, if, you know, Darnold's been around for a few years, Wentz has been around for like five years, you know, I mean, you, you know, is there a chance that, that you can resurrect their career at this point? I don't know. I mean, are, 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 like Darnold, I think would be your bet, better bet because I think there's less wear and tear on him. And, and, and uh, I, I think Wentz, you know, he might be, he might be mentally sh- uh, shot at this point. I mean, you know, he might be from all his injuries and the fact that, that, you know, he struggled so much since uh, 2017 to really find that MVP form that it looked like he was going to be the MVP that year. And then he tore his ACL and he really hasn't been the same since. So I think Darnold, you might have a better shot because he hasn't been exposed to, to the league quite as much as, as Wentz has, as far as figuring him out. But I mean, I, I don't know. That's, not, that's something I'm not, I'm really that worried about. Honestly, I, I'm just, I'm just really more excited about, about right now and, and, and what they can accomplish in 2020. And there's still a great chance for him to win a Super Bowl. The quarterback situation will take care of itself. I mean, I, I, I have confidence in Pittsburgh that they will, they will address that situation when, when they have to address it. And if it's, if it's after Ben retires, then that's when it's going to be. Uh, I, but I wouldn't worry about bringing somebody in and, and, and having him sit on a bench for a couple of years. And then, you know, because you're still not going to know about him until, until you throw him in there. So I, I, w- I would, I, I think what they're going to do, and I've said this many times, they're going to wait to address that situation, really address it once Ben is gone. And, and if that's a guy like Darnold or, or Wentz or, or whomever is that equivalent by that point, or if, if, if it's a, if it's a free agent, that they sign or if it's a, if it's a, a draft pick, I think that's when they're going to, they're going to, they're going to address it. Not, not until he's gone. I, I don't think, I, I just honestly don't think there's any, any um, point in doing that until he's gone. Because first of all, I don't think he likes <laughs> when there's a, uh, an heir apparent on the roster. I don't think he's, he's all that fond of Mason Rudolph to be perfectly honest. I, 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 that's what it looks like to me from the outside looking in. And second of all, what's the, what's the point? He's not gonna, the guy's not going to play anyway, so you might as well just wait and bring him in when Ben is gone. All right, here's one from Ron Te- Ron Chest. Tony, you are right. No new quarterback till Ben leaves. I think he plays two more years after this. Yes, this year, and well, I mean, this year is almost over. So I think he'll he'll play next year. I mean, he's going to. They're going to, they owe him 35 million. So he's not going to, that's a lot of money to walk away from. So, you know, I mean, if it's another uh, 16 games of quick passes and avoiding injury and you make 35 million, you know, he'll, he'll be back next year for sure. So what else we have here? Here's one from Mule Skinner. Wentz would be a major mistake. He is a, he is gun shy. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, I think he's, you know, you, you know, there, I think there is something to be said for a quarterback kind of getting ruined uh, by the team, you know, by his experiences playing in the NFL. Um, I mean, there are exceptions. I think Jim Plunkett, Plunkett is, is, is the greatest one I can think of really. I mean, he, here's a guy who was a, a first round pick. And he just he just floundered in the NFL for I think two or three. He was with the Patriots and the um, the 49ers, and he was just basically a a backup, a veteran backup. And he finds his way with uh, under the Raiders in 1980. Uh, they 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 
they had quarterback issues or the, the, Dan Pastorini, who they had just traded for, for the purposes of, of leading them to the Super Bowl. He gets hurt. Plunkett comes in uh, and it resurrects his career. He's, he, he goes on to lead them to the Super Bowl. He's, the, he's a Super Bowl MVP. A few years later, they, they, they win the Super Bowl again. And now, you know, he's, you know, he had himself a nice little career. So it can happen, but I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's more the exception than the rule. Hey, yeah, Richard, uh, uh, Warren Moon, uh, Richard McKinney cites Warren Moon, but Warren Moon was, a, he, he was more established when he came to the, he was a, he was a CFL legend. He won, I think five CFL titles or something like that. By the time he got to the Oilers, I mean, he was, he was a star, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a, um, just a, a journeyman that 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 suddenly got got hot later in his career. He was he was pretty pretty much established. The only question was, could he do it in the NFL? And he did. He was a he's a Hall of Famer. So Steelers Steelers Pittsburgh. He has a question for me. Did you buy your Kings of the North sweatshirt yet, Tony? Not yet. Not yet. Although I'm sure I could find a a, a knockoff down at the Strip District, or maybe even at a one of the local uh, grocery chains, uh, but not yet. No, but I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy one uh, when they, uh, when they win on Monday, because I think it's cool to win the division. Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden, uh, he slept in his, his AFC North division championship back in 2017. That's how excited he was uh, to be in the playoffs after all those years with the Browns. So, and I will, I will leave on a positive note because, because uh, it makes me look good. Great show as usual, Tony. Thank you, Ryan O'Toole. And with that, I will bid you all adieu. And I just realized this as I was doing the show today, that this is my last show before Christmas. So if you're celebrating Christmas, I hope it's a great one. And of course, I will talk to you on the hangover before then. But as far as the show is concerned, I won't see you again until after Christmas. So everybody out there, have a great Christmas, Hanukkah, whichever holiday you're celebrating this year. I hope it's a great one. And, uh, have fun cheering on the Steelers on Monday. I think they're going to, they're going to make a lot of people happy by not only winning the, the AFC North, but looking decent in, in, in while doing so. So enjoy the game, enjoy the holidays, and I'll talk to you next week. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.